0: Welcome to Conically Comics, your one-stop listen to all things comics. We're talking books, movies, TV shows, video games, and more. I must forewarn you, though, we are a spoiler cast, and what that means is we consider all properties, past, future, and present to be valid, and we will spoil the hell out of them. I'm your host, Michael, along with my two co-hosts, Richard and Jeremy, and with all that being said, let's get started. All right, it is May 12th, Friday, not Sunday, not Monday. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was supposed to say we're just throwing all the days in there.
0: But all of them, all of them. <laughs> all we're missing is Tuesday through Thursday now.
1: Yep. So, yep.
0: There you go. I guess Saturday as well. We haven't done a Saturday one in a long time, anyways. Yeah. So, true comic and comics fashion, we're trying to do some new stuff since we did a really big movie review right afterwards. Trying to catch up on all the things that have been happening and let y'all know out there what's going on and our opinions on it because that's what really matters.
1: Yeah. Hey, obviously, because it's all <laughs> all riding on the. the three stooges here
0: yes (laughs) all right let's start off with something that i find absolutely truly hilarious and i hope we have a good time with this fantastic forecasting rumors rumors because you know (laughs) i think you're the most excited about this fantastic four out of the three of us richard Really, I've never really, like,
2: the Jonathan Hickman Fantastic Four is probably the best Fantastic Four writing in a very long time, but I don't really like the Fantastic Four. I just like Doctor Doom, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that's that's the reason why, I mean, like, I understand there's a place for the Fantastic like, they're Marvel's first family, and we haven't seen Fantastic Four, like, done proper, like, the, the, the best Fantastic Four movie is The Incredibles,
0: <laughs> right. it, yeah. we, we yeah. need a
2: good Fantastic Four movie
0: <laughs> so you brought up Doom and there's no casting rumors to that of Doom however I was listening to another podcast The Comic Conspiracy I think is what it is mm-hmm. and they said that they had heard long ago for Guardians 3 that the villain wasn't supposed to be the High Evolutionary that it actually was supposed to be a Nihilist oh and cool then they, and then it got changed so I wonder if they're gonna hold out even like I wonder if they were like no let's use Annihilus in Fantastic Four, and let's let's keep holding out on Doom. Yeah, I hope not. <laughs> I, I mean, I
2: kind of touched on that a little bit about J- Gunn had said in previous like interviews he wanted to use Annihilus for the third movie, but so that makes sense as far as that goes. But I gotta be honest with you, I don't, I don't want Annihilus <laughs> to be the villain for the Fantastic Four movie, like a weird. Robotic bug man. That's <coughs> dumb. It, I think you need to at least introduce Doom. If there is no mention of Doom in the first Fantastic Four movie, I'm gonna be peeved.
1: Uh, <laughs> well, it'd be like a major riot. It, like just out of all <laughs> Marvel fans, if if Doom is not meant at least some kind of name drop in there.
0: Yeah. I hope they just don't treat him like they did the high evolutionary. We could have been seeing glimpses of him. And yeah. his performance was amazing. We could have been seeing things leading to that the well, entire yeah. time. Like, why don't we do that with Doom? Like, if, if we yeah. missed the boat on High Evolutionary, let's do that with Doom.
2: Well, like, yeah. there was one rumor during uh, Wakanda Forever that it was going to be a reveal that those mercenaries that were trying to steal Vibranium weren't French mercenaries. They were hired by Doom and they're like Latverian, like mercenaries. Yeah. I would have loved that fucking twist at the end of the movie that Doom was behind it all. Like, I don't even need <laughs> Doom to be in that post credit scene. Just mention that it's like, oh, no, these guys came from Latveria. Like, I need a name drop of
0: Latveria. And that would be like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we talked a little bit last, here. was it last week or the week before, whenever, about Adam Driver possibly taking on oh, the role yeah. of Reed Richards. Of course, that's still out and about. But the newest one is Margot Robbie as Sue Storm. So Harley Quinn herself, who, how do y'all feel about that?
1: Uh, I'm, I don't know. That, that one's kind <laughs> of a <laughs> like, it's, you know, whenever you think of her, like your, your initial thought goes to Harley Quinn when you think of Margot Robbie. So, but to me, that's, I mean, Sue Storm is just a complete 180 from Harley Quinn. So it's kind of hard to imagine that. But I don't know, at the same time, I, I, she's she's a good actress, so I think she could pull it off, but it'd be interesting. Yeah. I'm okay with this.
2: Like, if this is true, I'm okay with this. I don't think it will be. I don't know. Mar- like, uh, so far, Margot Robbie has been mishandled, I think, because I think she's a really good actress, but like, a lot of the stuff she's in, I think, doesn't do great in theaters. Right. I love her as Harley Quinn. I don't like the look of her like I don't like that David Ayer Suicide Squad look to her, but I love her as Harley Quinn. I think she's got range so I could see her Mm. doing a Sue. It's not my first casting choice, but yeah,
0: I don't like it at all. (laughs) (laughs) I just I I don't know whenever I I heard that my immediate thought went back to Suicide Squad and her like perfect life with her and the Joker. And that's kind of like what I saw. And I was like, oh, I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like yeah. that. Like, it's just, I don't know. It just didn't seem so to me. But they have some other people they have in mind as well. Alyssa Williams. I'm not knowledgeable of her as well as I'm not knowledgeable of Jody Comer. If that's her name. I hope so. I apologize if I pronounced it wrong. Do you mean Allison Williams? Yes, I'm sorry. What did okay. I say? Alyssa Williams. I'm sorry. Yes, Allison. I can't read. I'm, you know, whatever. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: She's an actress, but she's in, uh, she was in the same TV show. I can't remember the name. It's like Girls, I think is the name of the show. It was with uh, Adam Driver. So there's a connection there.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> and, and then the last one, which will tie us into another Fantastic Four character, is Mila Kunis. I mean, uh, I don't know. I have
2: very strong feelings towards Mila Kunis. And they're like, she's fine as a person. But I can't get past her just being Meg. From, from from Family Guy. That's all I ever see her. It's like, shut up, Meg. <laughs> I just can't get past that, unfortunately. But
0: that's my hang up. She was the chick from the 70s show, was she not? Yes. And yes. bad moms or whatever?
1: Yeah. Maybe. Okay.
0: I've never seen that movie, so I don't know.
1: I, I agree with Richard. Well, I mean, like I, I like her. She seems like a good actress, but like to me, she she's been more in comedy stuff. So it's Yes. 'Cause she was in um oh crud, it was the one where he's trying forgetting Sarah Marshall. She was in that as well. And uh Oh
2: yeah, she was in that.
1: Yeah. So she's she's been in all these like comedies, so it would be it'd be interesting to see if she could she could play something like like Sue Storm, I think. But yeah, yeah. It'd be kinda hard to disassociate her with that other stuff.
0: Well, I mean, Marvel's been putting the comedy on pretty thick
1: lately, so I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as long as they don't get what was his name? The uh, Thor's writer?
0: Oh, Tega Yeah, that one. <laughs> okay, well, if y'all don't like her as Sue Storm, the other rumor is she'd be the thing.
1: Yeah, fuck that noise. <laughs> I don't like. When I saw that, I was like, I, "There's no yeah." What? Yeah, I like.
2: <laughs> if that's the case, it, shut up, Meg. Like that's all I'm going <laughs> to hear the entire time is her Meg voice because. Her her just talking is the Meg voice. She's not putting on a, a thing. It's just her voice when, <laughs> when she does the voice of Meg. So, yeah, I kind of get what they're going for there. Like, it's this woman, and she turns into a horrible rock monster. Like, that. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but it's like more horrifying than just, like, a big gruff man. You know what I mean? Turning into a big gruff okay. rock monster. But I just think that's a dumb casting. I know it came from TMZ. Yeah, but yeah. it's just, I don't know.
1: Be like Meg growing up to be your dad, basically.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I like the idea of because the article mentions about how, like, they're looking for a Jewish actor to play the thing because he embraces his Jewish heritage in the comic books. So I, I like that. Since you mentioned forgetting Sarah Marshall, Jason Siegel or Seagal, I don't really know how to say his last name, who was in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. You know, he plays...
1: Yeah, he was the main character.
2: Yeah, from uh, How I Met Your Mother. He was rumored to play the thing for a little while, and I love that casting. Yeah. I could see him, like, he mostly does comedic roles. He's in a new show with Harrison Ford on Apple TV+. Plus. I haven't watched it, but my wife and I are probably going to watch it called Shrinking. It looks cute. I would love to see him, because he mostly does, like, comedy and rom-coms kind of thing. I would love to see him stretch his feet and be like this gruff, you know, Jewish man from Yancey Street. That would be a cool casting, personally, for me. But yeah, I, I hate the Mila Kuna stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah. You miss the stretch your feet, like, pun for, like, Mr. Fantastic.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he's, he's, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, it's funny. I saw where there was another rumor and I had not heard any more about this, but it was Paul Meskel for uh, Johnny Storm. I have no idea who that is. Didn't look him up. Again, this is all like TMZ stuff. So I don't necessarily No, I think that one's actually the Margot Robbie article. But still, I don't I don't have a whole lot of weight. on any of this. It's just all rumors.
2: Yeah, I looked him up. He's been in a few things, but to me, he's kind of like what you would say, like a no-name actor. I kind of want Marvel to start doing that again. Because, like, remember when they casted Chris Hemsworth as, like, Thor? It was like, fucking who?
0: Right? (laughs) Right?
2: Like, I know he's a big thing in Australia, but, like, here, we're just like, uh, who? Uh, I kind of wanted them to start finding, like, no-name actors and putting them in the roles.
1: I mean, look at, um, what's her name for Kamala Khan? Yeah. Yeah, that was great. That was a perfect example. Yeah, well, and then the chick that plays Echo. Oh, yeah, that's true too. Yeah, she did a great job.
0: All right, on to the Guardians' numbers. Now, there's some people sitting there saying that Guardians had um, lower than expected numbers, they were expected to get 120 million, is what the expectation was domestically. They wound up getting 118. I don't think that's bad at all, honestly. Like, I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah. But then when you can start comparing those numbers to, like, past Guardians movies, um, Volume 2 pulled out 146 million, Volume 1 pulled out 94 million, and then Ant-Man Quantumania pulled out 106 million. Other movies that came out this past week and along, I assume, along with Guardians of the Galaxy, they were listed in the article. Uh, Super Mario Brothers came in second. that didn't come out, but that's like that's who was in second as far as earning money. Evil Dead Rising came in third with 5.7 million. I believe that's a new one, and I couldn't remember what the number four movie was, but it wound up getting like 3.38 million. Love Again with one of the Jonas Brothers got 2.4. Now, some of these movies, I think they're like basically outside of like Evil Dead should have been saved for Halloween. Love Again should have came back out in February, something yeah. along those lines. Yeah, But like, so people are sitting there saying, okay, well, it's Marvel fatigue. I mean, look at Top Gun and what it earned. Look at Super Mario Brothers, what it earned and stuff like that. I don't know that it's necessarily Marvel fatigue. I don't know that it's necessarily superhero fatigue. Shazam got 30 million when it came out. And that's that was just kind of a, is it canon? Is it not? Is it, you know, no, there's no clarity as to whether it was worth even going and seeing and praying the price of a ticket. And so that's what my question is. Is it Marvel fatigue? Or is it inflation? Is it is it the cost of going? Because we've talked about that before about how much it is to just buy fucking tickets to these things. Now,
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it's a combination of both. Honestly, you know, more and more people, unfortunately, are just staying home. It's just, I mean, obviously, you see stores closing all over the place just because nobody's going out anymore. Everybody figured out, yeah, you know, well, we can just do all all the same stuff at the comfort of home, and then don't have to pay fifty bucks for a gallon of gas to go get you know, go somewhere. <laughs> So I think the inflation part does have something to do with it just because that is a lot of money. And the Marvel fatigue I think has a has a slight, slight issue there because I mean, last year you got so saturated with so many different Marvel things with Disney Plus and everything coming out basically. Like it is just a ton of stuff coming out. And then with all the, even with the James Gunn stuff, like him moving and then all these different delays that come with Disney on these different Marvel movies and things like that, I think it all just had a had a big effect on it. I mean, to me, I still think $118 million is still is obviously really good for that movie. It's um, <laughs> not comparable to back whenever the, all the Marvels was hitting its peak. I mean, you're obviously going to have some kind of downturn a little bit at, during all this, some people were g- aren't going to be as hyped kind of thing, but I think it all kind of kind of blends in there. But I also think the saving grace is that it was a Guardians movie and it seems like everybody, m- most people really enjoy Guardians movies. They've had a very good reception on those kind of movies. So
2: Yeah, I kind of kind of echo everything you are saying. A couple of things... Yes, it's absolutely expensive. Like we went and saw Guardians at this theater that they redid everything, got a big screen, reclining seats. It was forty dollars for two tickets. Forty dollars—that's insane. That's yeah. absolutely insane. Uh, I think after the the pandemic and now with inflation and all sorts of stuff, as Jeremy said, like people people are willing to wait. It's usually like 30 days or something after the movie's like out of theaters. They can just watch it on streaming and they're paying for that stuff anyways. Why not just watch it at home in the comfort of your yeah. own home? I don't think there's Marvel fatigue. I do think there is a slight bit of superhero fatigue because we have been, bar- been bombarded with like really bad to mediocre movies as of the last, what, two years. So yeah, I, I, I think... Unfortunately for Marvel, due to everything that's happened as of recent, they've had a really bad like hurdle to get over. But also, that being said, all the stuff that I've read online on like Reddit and just seeing like in comment sections on like Instagram or Twitter posts or whatever it may be, a lot of people are like, now that Guardians is done, they're like, I'm done with Marvel. Endgame was a nice send off. (laughs) These were a nice send off to the characters that I cared about. I don't really care about the new characters. So, Oh, yeah, I think Marvel's got a huge uphill battle to get people to enjoy the new guard, if you will, yeah, but we'll see
0: yeah i I agree a lot of what y'all are saying, and i honestly, I didn't even think about it till y'all were starting to talk about it, but the fact that like we were sit there and we were bombarded by all this kind of stuff, and how we'd been talking about earlier in earlier podcasts of saying like them having time to breathe now, that water cooler talk to sit there and actually get things spiked up and the build of anticipation for the next Marvel thing to come out with them coming back to back. There is no build of anticipation. Like there is no, no, none of that to just get hyped up on. And I guess that's another reason why, you know, Feige has sat there and put his crosshairs on Reddit to, to kind of get rid of some of the, the speculation Mm -hmm. and stuff like that, or or dropping the, the spoilers, the spoilers. Mm -hmm. Cause like, I go into most movies knowing exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. Like, I might not know for sure for a fact that's what's going to happen, but, like, by the time I'm out, I'm like, well, hot damn, I knew the whole story before I came in. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, do y'all think, because this is our next topic that we got going on, do y'all think the writer's strike, this, this starting up, apparently it's, it's hit Blade. I think that movie's cursed. Like, <laughs> no pun intended. Like, I think that movie is, like, straight-up cursed. I don't think it's, like, I don't even know if it's going to happen. But apparently he got hit. They're shutting down production on that. The other movies they got going on right now as far as like shooting or getting ready to shoot are the newest Captain America movie, which I don't even know if it's titled New World Order anymore. Yeah, That's going on in Atlanta. Agatha is going on in Atlanta. Wonder Man's being filmed in LA. Like all this stuff is going down right now. Deadpool in London later this month, per this article. And then Thunderbolts apparently at the end of June in Atlanta. So I kind of wonder like, will this Rider Strike have like a good impact? on you know the ebb and flow of marvel like will that kind of actually benefit prolonging some of the things to like build up that anticipation that i was just talking about
1: oh that's i don't know that's <laughs> kind of t- I like to to think of like the writer's track as being a benefit i, I don't know like it could go either way I, I really think on that is that you know there is the the benefit of of the delay maybe that they can get things kind of a little bit more in order in other areas too but at the same time then you got wondering oh are now, they, now are they just going to rush to get it finished and not spend the time that it needs to actually have a good story good like the writers actually get done what they what they need to do i, I don't know it's going to be be interesting to see how that plays out
2: the i think the article mentions how they did put it on pause so that they're not they're not hiring what they quote call quote unquote scabs for Writing like a script, because God help them if they do, because like, <laughs> that, that would be probably really terrible. And to also kind of comment on your saying you think this movie's cursed, I think there was an article <laughs> titled that the new Blade movie is Marvel's most cursed movie because it's had so many setbacks, including <laughs> this recent uh, writer strike. I really feel bad for Mahershal Ali. I uh, I think he's really excited to play this role, and it's just crap keeps happening. And I, I, th- I want to <laughs> say I, I could be misspeaking here, but I want to say I read somewhere they have gone through like 50 drafts of the script already.
1: Good Lord. So
2: anyway, yeah, they absolutely should. Yeah. I, I like the spin of this could be a benefit for Marvel to like, let's just take a breather. Everyone get, you know, paid for what they are, are worth. As far as once this writer strike gets dealt with, and then let, let's let's do some good writing and better storytelling and then just yeah. put it out whenever we put it out. I like that idea. I've been looking at it at a negative view of like, oh, God, it's going to be even, they're going to hire someone for cheap and <laughs> it's just going to be <laughs> garbage.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I don't know. I just, I really hope that that helps, honestly. So
1: yeah.
0: I'm with you. I feel bad for her, Ali as well. Because, like, I so want to see him play this role. As soon as he was said to be Blade, I was like, fucking perfect. Yeah, Somebody needs a raise. That's an amazing cast right there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the one thing that I hate, though, and it makes me think, yes, they probably have gone through, like, 50 different rough drafts for the movie, is because the spoiler or whatever that I was hearing, the rumor that I was hearing of the movie was basically like, this was a one-off from Mahershali. Yeah, I hope not. Like, he was going to sit there, bring in his daughter, Bloodline, who just came into comic books like a year ago, and he was going to die and hand it off to her. And I'm like, the fuck you say? Mm -hmm. No. No, that's (laughs) dumb as hell. I don't want that. You want to bring the daughter in? Fine. Go with this whole champion's bullshit Okay, fine, whatever. I'm tired of it, but whatever. But don't, no, give that man time. Let him have a trilogy at least. Come on. Someone
2: over at Marvel has really issues with like dads or something. Like (laughs) It seems to be the death, like uh, Thor became a dad and like his movie sucks. So like, I don't know if we'll ever see Thor again. We probably will. But anyway. Uh, who else there? There's like, it was just nothing but dads as of recent. Anyway.
0: Oh, there's been daddy issues throughout the Marvel universe since the start of it. No, I, I, mean, no, with no, I know. Dad. I mean,
2: like you could look at Tony and his dad, but no, I'm just talking about like the moment that character becomes a dad. It's like oh. the nail in the coffin for them. And once, once again, you got Tony
1: Stark right there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Tony Stark. Yeah. Thank you. There was a bunch of them. I can't remember. Oh, Hulk. Hulk became a father at the end of She-Hulk, <laughs> right? <laughs> it seems like they didn't even him nail- coffin for him as well. Yeah, if they do that with Blade in his first move, we've talked about this in the past. That is a dumb. That's why I think they're they're going they're coming at it from a different angle. They got the guy from True Detective. I think the article had said, yeah, which I've never watched it. I've always wanted to, but I hear it's quite quite a good show. So that keeps me in high hopes.
0: Agreed. Yeah, that's kind of what's got me going, too. It's like, if the two of them can kind of work together, hopefully, yeah, they can come up with something really good. So on the other end of this writer's strike, we've got James Gunn in DC. Do y'all think this is going to mess what he's doing over there? You know, we've got some news coming up with Superman Legacy and stuff like that. I know he's going to be writing it, so I would assume he's not going to put himself on the strike, <laughs> but... <laughs> Well, you know do y'all think this is gonna hurt dc I, I don't i i really don't uh well i mean like i think
2: this writer's strike is gonna hurt a lot of people if they continue on like in other words if they don't pause and wait till this strikes over with it's gonna hurt everybody involved like in other words prepare for a shitload of really bad reality tv shows <laughs> or like whatever three panel <laughs> judge shows you know what i mean like the fucking cooking shows or the runway shows or the whatever talent shows like just prepare. daytime tv prime time yeah like just prepare <laughs> because those are cheap and easy to make they don't really need writers per se and anyway uh prepare for all that but yeah like i hadn't thought about it but yeah james gunn is co-ceo so technically because he's writing it is like do i do i do i stop what do I do? I don't know what to do here. <laughs> I, don't,
1: I don't know what to do with my hands.
2: <laughs> exactly.
1: I kind of, I'm just reiterate that what Richard said there too. As far as I, it does kind of put him in an awkward position, but I don't. Know, hopefully, he just keeps moving along, and he's done really well so far. So hopefully, that just keeps going.
0: Well, all right then. So he let a tweet out the other day. That sounded weird. He let a tweet out like he like he. <laughs> broke wind (laughs) yeah exactly he just
2: farted a tweet came out
0: (laughs) that's a new slang term i'm gonna (laughs) coin right now he let a tweet out Uh, that's funny somebody asking if the if a guardians members are gonna be in the superman legacy and he just comes back with yes and that's it when we we then get like a a video between james gunn and star lord i can't remember his name (laughs) chris um, Pratt. Yes, thank you. Sorry, joking about crypto possibly in Superman Legacy, and how we could have Chris Pratt running around in mocap or whatever, and on his hands and knees, but he can't talk, and he would get paid in crypto and all this other jazz. It was it was a funny clip. I mm-hmm. enjoyed it. First off, I think it's like guaranteed a Guardian, at least one, if not more, will be in Superman Legacy or other DC property.
1: Yeah. So, like, as in an actual name of one of the Guardians, or one of the actors just being in there
0: oh just an actor being in there
1: oh okay yeah we're not
0: doing like amalgam yeah marvel versus dc yet yeah yeah
1: which
2: (laughs) that is uh that's an article i didn't send but that was something that was asked that james gunn jokingly said it's it's a possibility that is everything's a a
1: possibility well i know like (laughs) i know
2: and that that's why he like jokingly said it but anyway i would love for them maybe not amalgam i don't fuck that i don't want that (laughs) I don't want Dark Claw. Like, we talked about that. I don't want Dark Claw. I don't want it Man of War, all that jazz. But I would love to see, like, Superman and Captain America meet each other and all sorts of stuff. That would be really cool. Anyway, yeah. back to the 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 question that you had asked. What he was saying, Jeremy, is like, is, is like, Dave Patista, Karen Gillan, Chris Pratt, Zoe Sildana, who am I missing? Sean Gunn, which we already know he's already in the DC universe.
1: Yeah, so maybe that's it right there.
0: Yeah. Well, and the lady that does... <laughs> Crypto, or or not crypto, Cosmo. Yeah. She's in the Creature Commandos.
1: Yeah. Maria
0: Bakalova. Yeah. So he's already started picking some of them and like giving them assignments and stuff.
1: I saw somewhere Dave Batista was like saying goodbye to Drax, that character, or something like that. Like it wasn't going to be that Drax was done with or something. Yeah.
2: Dave Batista has been very vocal of like, I'm done with Drax. I don't want to be Drax anymore. He also doesn't like Disney. Back when James Gunn was like fired from Disney way, way back in the day, he was very adamant about like, fuck Disney. I hate Disney. I only worked with uh, Disney because of James Gunn and all this stuff. So now that like the Guardians is done, he's very like, I'm done. I'm not being Drax anymore. But what the article was saying, though, with this is that potentially he was going to bring in one of those actors for a Superman specific character in the in the movie. Some people have mentioned that Karen Gillan could be Lois Lane. I don't really like that idea just because I love Karen Gillan. I love her. Yeah, yes. Like I'm a huge Doctor Who fan. I love her character on Doctor Who. But she's got a Scottish accent and it bleeds through with Nebula a lot of the times. I, especially in the first movie when when she says, we're being boarded. She says it like a Scottish person would say it. She's like, <laughs> we're, I, I'm not even going to butcher it. But anyway, so I don't like that casting. I like this one, though. Will Poulter as Jimmy Olsen. I love that idea. Oh, yes. Since he's like a comedic, goofy-looking kid, I could totally see him be Jimmy Olsen. Yes. Uh, Some jokes were Dave Bautista as Perry White. (laughs) 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 I kind of like that idea. I would like to see, I don't know, like uh, Chris Pratt could maybe be something in Superman. I can't think right now off the top of my head, but... oh. I know one. I know one. Bradley Cooper as Lex Luthor. Ooh, Do it. Oh, yeah. I could see him yeah. be a bad guy. Do it.
1: Do it. Yeah. <laughs> that's. Funny. Yeah, i I'm, I agree. Like, I don't know. What I mean, that that is just. Sure. I, was,
0: I was just giving you a chance if you had ideas to throw no. them out there. Okay. <laughs> I don't have any ideas for Superman. However. I want to. I can't remember if it was one of y'all. I, I want to say it was one of y'all it said something about Dave Bautista as Bane. Yeah, it was me. Yes, I, say, I, I love, I like love, love that idea. I do too. Love, love that idea. Yeah. Of course you do, Richard. Um, <laughs> on top of it being a good idea, I also like the idea of him being Mongol. So maybe if he was like to do Superman. Oh, I he hate can fight Mongol.
1: Suquen.
0: I'm just saying, <laughs> and like we've already got, was it the girl version, Mongal? Yeah, uh, from Suicide Squad. Yeah. So there's the door open. Yeah,
2: I don't get me wrong. I like that idea for a casting. I just hate Mongol. I just yeah. like his best story is, uh, "What do you get for the man who has everything?" I think that that's a Mongol story. Anyway, uh, I, mm. it's a it's a cool story. It, you've know you've seen it. It's in they did it in the animated series. It's the Mongol oh, gives oh where they put the
0: little things on the face yeah it's face a huggers. it's a
2: flower and it it gets on to Superman and he's dreaming yes. of like of when Krypton didn't blow up and he's still living his normal life on Krypton and in the comic it's slightly different but basically the same um that's a that's basically Mongol's like best story it's written by Alan Moore we should okay. read it one day it's an older comic but I think it's great is it a one shot uh I believe so I I I don't think it's um. I don't think it's like a short story, but it's like like a thick book
0: kind of thing. Okay. Oh, I got you. I got you. Like a trade almost. Yeah. 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 Got you. Got you. Got you. I've heard that Karen Gillian is interested in Poison Ivy. I would be totally down for that. Yeah. Yeah. Even with her accent or whatever, that's fine. Yeah. 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 I like that idea. So I'd be cool with that. And I love, love, love the idea, especially since we know it's coming. But nobody, there's been no rumors of casting or anything like that. I love the idea of Chris Pratt as Booster Gold. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have that I thought a long as well. I know a long time Nathan Fillion was it. But just realizing the, the bond that James Gunn has with so many of the people he's worked with. Yeah. I love the idea of Chris Pratt as Booster Gold. Yeah. Well, like
2: Chris Pratt, like this is going to sound like an insult, but it's not. Chris Pratt's really great at being a man-child. He's very good at being a goofy man child. So to me, that's Booster Gold to a T. I'm with you there. I like that idea.
0: Cool. Glad y'all agree. (laughs) Uh, There was also stated in there that July 11th, 2025 was when Superman Legacy was set to come on. So we'll see if that keeps up. All right. something that's just kind of out of the blue that really just caught me off guard. IDW Media, the parent company of IDW Publishing, has cut a Third of its staff and has delisted itself from the public stock. That's fucking insane to me. I know that their deal with Netflix, as far as lock and key goes, which is their probably biggest thing they have, it's yeah. creator owned or the, their own property. Like that's to the wayside. Wayside now they've lost Transformers property. They've lost the GI Joe property. They've lost the Star Wars All Ages line and the Marvel All Ages line. So I only think they have like what Star Trek, Sonic the Hedgehog, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I don't know. If I don't know of anything else that they have. Yeah. Are, are we seeing the, the beginning of the end for IDW? I mean,
2: yeah. The only thing I think keeping IDW afloat is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I know in the article it talks about Lock and Key and that was due to a Netflix deal. It, it seems like due to them losing a lot of those big names. I got a feeling they're going to get consumed. They're going to get bought out by like one of the big two, either DC or, or Marvel.
0: I hope Boom or Dark Horse picks them up. Yeah. I just think that'd be cool. Yeah. So I I mean, the only IDW book that I buy is, is Ninja Turtles. Like that's yeah. the only thing that I buy. And I've even thought about, because I haven't been reading it lately, like I even thought about just canceling because I'm not reading it right now. So I could just pick up back pin copies when I can. Yeah to complete my run but I don't know that's just it's so odd it's just I've never I never and like I think they were making big moves earlier in the year in the end of last year like they'd sit there and gone public on the stock and they're talking about oh yeah we're getting this money from Netflix and they're like all these big extravagant things and then it's like they just started losing everything
2: Mm -hmm. yeah I'm uh, I'm hoping the because you know they announced that they were going to do a video game of the uh, the last Ronin
1: Maybe yes. that will
2: keep them afloat. But I mean, right now it seems like they're keeping their head just above water.
0: <laughs> Man, I forgot all about that. And that sucks. Yeah. Because I want, like, I'm not even like a gamer gamer. Like, but I would love to get a copy of that and yeah. play yeah. that on something.
1: Yeah, exactly. Actually, we've actually finished that one. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. 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 Exactly, Jeremy. I'm a gamer gamer, I think. I mean, like, I've gotten older and I get. <laughs> more picky about what i play but a long time ago i used to play like everything that would fucking come out yeah i'm with you right there like we've said it before but something about that story but within the style of like a god of war video game yes that just signed me right up because that right now that's one of my favorite games of all time is the god of the 2018 and ragnarok are like one of the best games that's out right now
1: cool it's just a random thing this is not like whenever you're talking about uh, Tommy pasta yeah, done well, that it's really not a comic time. key pasta, but it's like, are you talking about like whatever? Because I was the same way and growing up, like I'd play like every single game. But like, you know, I was just in there thinking about it. And it was just kind of running through my head. of like, well, I mean, you only had to pay a few dollars to go rent a game for a week and you could play it. And I was like, well, now you got the Game Pass stuff that you can play. But at the same time, you got to wait freaking five days for the stupid game to download so you can actually play it. (laughs) Even if you go buy a game, you have to go download the crap and everything now. So it's just like, I don't want to I just miss the days where you just go get it, pop it in your system and go play.
2: Yeah, I'm a digital media hoarder now. I don't even like buy digital. I always make sure I have a physical copy. I know you still have to download it or quote unquote install it. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, unfortunately, files get bigger. That's just the way of the beast and they can't fit it all on a disc. I worry about the day that they just do away with discs and everything's digital. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do then.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's me too. Because, like, all my stuff, if it's important to me, it's a physical copy. Like, I'm not... I don't know. This is the paranoid side of me. But you have no idea when they're just going to be like, you know what? Fuck this title. Yep. We're not carrying it anymore. And it's like, I love that title. Don't they fuck this title?
1: Yeah. No. Yeah.
0: No. I'm. That is
2: not paranoid at all, Michael. I think exactly the same way, and it's because it's true. It like matter of fact, this is not comic book related. But there was an article I was reading recently that Hulu and Disney are merging underneath one like streaming service. But you still have to pay for Hulu to get Hulu content, and because of because of that they're going to start taking stuff like how Netflix you know will have like whatever I don't know Breaking Bad for uh, they still have it but I'm just using this as an example they have Breaking Bad on there and then like
1: we had friends
2: yeah and then all of a sudden it just goes away yeah and yeah, yeah. they're they're going to like Disney is going to start doing that so that's why I'm like okay well then now I'm going to have to start getting like physical copies of like my favorite shows from from that streaming service yeah
0: yeah that's that's no bueno now. yeah <laughs> I've got to work around, but yeah. that's no point though. I, I just, I can't, I can't. The the whole like Netflix deal when, when they were like, I think that was the biggest detriment to everybody that was like, Oh, uh, office is off Netflix now. Yeah. And that just killed everybody. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, that I don't fault them for just because that was a, like a deal that they made with, was it Paramount? I forget who owns it. And then Paramount was like Pe- Peacock Peacock. Okay. Yeah. Peacock yep. was, Like we own the rights to it. We lent you the rights for streaming, but we're opening our own streaming service. So your deal is by the end. So we're taking it back. That's a peacock being a a cock, a dick, (laughs) in my opinion. (laughs) I'm with you there though.
1: Yeah, I know. I just, I just missed the days. You could go get your whatever copy of game you wanted to rent for a little bit and just play it for that week and then be done with it.
2: I'll date myself here real quick. I used to work at a blockbuster. Yeah. I miss the days
1: <laughs> because you could get
2: seven free rentals a week. I miss those days. where oh, yeah. This is why I'm such a big movie person because we had to watch one of the requirements while working there is we had to watch one new release. So that way if customers asked, you could talk to them about that movie and oh, then the yeah. rest was all... It didn't matter—video games, movies, whatever—and I, I took full
0: advantage of that. <laughs> <laughs> On to another, another flash. I thought there was no way in hell we would get another flash trailer with yeah, I it didn't being either. like a month away, but here we are. There was also another Spider-Man like TV spot or something like that where Spider-X was in there. It wasn't that impressive, but. It was just, basically, I, I just saw two extra, like, spider people that were in there. Yeah. So that's why I didn't send it to y'all or nothing like that. But this one here, I so what is y'all's vibes on this Flash trailer? Like, whether it be Whelmings or whatever the case is, like, I've got kind of a hot take on this. And, and I'm curious if y'all, like, noticed the same thing.
1: Well, we can go ahead and pretty much guarantee I didn't notice it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> very true.
0: <laughs> oh, poor Jimmy.
1: Yeah, well, it's just this just, part of it, but uh, I mean, I'm still just uh, still just excited about it. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting movie. I'm I'm definitely hyped, but I'm kind of like one of those cautiously hyped too. So we'll, yeah, we'll see.
2: My note is, I'll admit it. It looks like DC has a hit on their hands. I think personally, <laughs> I like from this trailer. I'm like, this is looking really good. Like, I love the flash flashpoint story if they closely adapt that, it should be a pretty good story.
0: Well, and it looks like that's what they're gonna do and it's almost like instead of having the Amazonian Atlantean War, we're yeah. gonna get the Kryptonian and I'm like okay, that's cool I need to making that tie there. I'm good right. with that. So to me when I was watching this trailer looked phenomenal I, I loved all the, the special effects, everything just the scenery. Some of the scenes in there were just insane, and the callbacks, but this was a Batman trailer for the Flash movie, yeah,
2: <laughs> well, I mean, they have said due to the stuff going on with Ezra Miller that they have been putting Batman forward stuff <laughs> both in TV spots and trailers and posters. Hell, there's a poster I think that's just fucking bat like Michael Keaton back, <laughs> and like the flash is like a small little like thing in the bottom. <laughs> Poor
0: buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that was my biggest takeaway. I was like, wow, this is an incredible Batman trailer for the Flash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so him, like, I love all the scenes with the Batwing. Those yeah. are just the way that it looks, and it's like everything that I wanted as a child. And I'm just yeah. like, oh, as an adult, I'm a, I'm appreciating this. I love this. This yeah. is amazing. And the silhouette in the moonlight when they're, like, coming out for the parachutes and stuff. I thought that was incredible. I can't remember which Kryptonian it is, but basically he's trying to, like, break in and get Batman out of it, out of the Batwing. And he throws him, or he ejects himself or gets out of it, and then he, like, has to maneuver to get out of the way as he's free-falling. Like, I thought that was insane. I just, I'm hyped for this. I'm so freaking hyped for this. And I'm hoping they don't let me down.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I love that you see the different bat suits when you're, since you're talking about like the, when the bat wing is like hanging and it's like unveiling oh itself. Oh my
0: God. That's you amazing. See
2: Keaton has like a variation of different bat suits depending on like whatever, who, who he's fighting, the environment he's in, whatever it may be. I like seeing all that. Whatever action figure they're going to put out. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's exactly <laughs> what it's for. It's like, look at all these action figures we'll be selling to you. <laughs> I wish they hadn't revealed the okay, you want to get nuts, let's get nuts line. Because that now that that's been spoiled, I'm like, that line's not going to hit as hard no. in the movie.
0: Well, and, and, the, and the, I'm Batman. Yeah. Like that's not going to hit like it did either. Like I'll say this, at least in my area, I haven't seen a plate a whole lot. So I do forget about it, but still, like, I don't know. I just, I, I feel like they're showing a lot of this movie. Like some of it's the same stuff over and over again. But some of it's I'm like, if you know the story and the way that they're looking like things are going, like y'all are kind of spoiling it. Maybe that's the whole purpose. Maybe that's maybe that's part of the point because yeah. of the of the drama. Yeah, I think it is. I don't understand Ben Affleck's. He's got several action roles in this trailer and I don't understand where, where they're coming from. I think it's at the beginning of the movie. You think it's all beginning? Just, oh, yeah. Yeah. Just I, for him to be there.
2: Yeah, I I kind of read leaks a long time ago that seems like uh <laughs> that they're very much true because of what we saw in the trailer and things. Okay. So yeah, he's this is stuff at the beginning. Slight spoilers, but him and Flash team up to like take down some criminals and that's what all that is that you see. Brave in right? the ball. Yeah, yes. exactly. Something like that. I <laughs> I love the line. That he tells Barry, but I have to admit, like when he says something about like, don't let our tragedy, don't let your tragedies define you. I'm like, that's real rich coming from Batman. <laughs> like that's Bruce Wayne level rich coming from Batman. <laughs> Cause he's done nothing but let
0: his tragedy define him. His entire purpose and meaning and life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's pretty great.
1: Sounds good. <laughs> I just, I oh no, you wait on me. I'm like, oh, I mean, looks like a good movie.
0: <laughs> You're great. <laughs> you cracked me up.
2: The, the, the one downside, though, I will say, Michael, is the, I call it Batsuit Berry. The Batsuit Berry uh. looks goofy as hell. And I think that's the point. But when that shot of, like, I forget, they, like, drop all three. Like, it's Supergirl, Flash Proper, and then Batsuit Barry.
0: And they slide in. Yeah, they slide in. And he just looks weird in that shot. Very clunky. (laughs) Yeah, Like, his head's almost deformed or something. Yeah. it's Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. But I think that's just because, probably to tell the difference. Yeah. On top of, like, the lightning being a different color. But also, like, that Flash is not going to stick around, I don't think. No, that may be our villain. Like at the end of all this, because they seem to be fighting at some point in time within the Speed Force. It looks like so. I don't know. I got you. The last thing that I wanted to add and talk about was they. uh, Did y'all watch the very end of the trailer? You know, we talked about before about how that they had the books. Did y'all see the three books that they had listed up? You know what? I probably did, but it didn't even click with me. It is very like it's it's not predominant or anything. Like it's it's all its own cut, but like. It is kind of small and there's I think the music's dying and all that jazz. But it's like the Flash Fastest Man Alive. That there's the trade. Flash Point and then the Flash New 52. So those are the three books. If you're interested in something, then maybe you look at those to read. Yeah. Outside of that, we're gonna be reviewing the Flash Point cartoon here soon, along with the Flash Point story. Uh we're doing that next Sunday. Yes. Yes. Cool. There you go. Get your books, Woo. read them, and then follow yeah. along with us. Jeremy, where can they find you at?
1: They can find me on uh, Twitch under the handle Night Fury GTO. It's Night with a K, and you can find me here.
0: Richard, how about you? If you want to
2: contact me directly, I have a Twitter. My Twitter handle is Night Curry, Night Like Day and Night, and Curry with a K. If you want to contact us directly, we have a Gmail. Our Gmail is Podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to check us out on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram, you can check us out
0: under the name Comically Comics Podcast. Awesome. You can find me on Instagram and eBay at 22 underscore comics. You can also find me on YouTube at 22 Comics. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed as much as we did. Making it with all that being said, happy Mother's Day, Jeremy.
1: Happy Mother's Day.
0: (laughs) Happy Mother's Day. Love you, Mom. (laughs) Happy Mother's Day. Oh, honey, I'm so proud of you. You see, Brian, Meg
1: has a job.
2: Hey, Meg, if you're working for the mayor, you know what that means? Even you're doing better than Brian.
1: (laughs) Hey, everybody, Brian's the new Meg. (laughs) (laughs) Brian's the new Meg. Brian's the new
2: Meg. Yeah, you're the new me. Shut up, Meg.